This is a Cinemagator Gardener Dachshund. Hello there, dear listener, and welcome to the Skitty Dream Gardener Podcast. The best. I always go into Wogan, don't I? The best gardening podcast in the world. Welcome, everyone. So, in the world? Are we saying in the world? Let's say in the world. Uh, thank you for joining me today. We've got another absolute corker. And let me just say, I've had some fantastic emails over the last, and some message DMs. You can message me whenever you want. Uh, just saying, look, I listen to the podcast, I don't really mention it too much, but I just thought you're doing well. Thanks so much for them emails and that, because sometimes you don't get a lot back from, I mean, I love you, don't get me wrong, I love you, but my ego does need a little bit of something, do you know what I mean, just to keep me going, guys, just to, to hold on. Um, <laughs> uh, today on the podcast, we've got Lynn Lamborn, so excited to have her on, talking about sustainability, yes. I can't believe I actually managed to say that word without tripping up. Um, upcycling, recycling, we'll talk about her in a second. Uh, yesterday, I'm just fresh back from Flymo HQ. What an experience. Flymo, the sponsor of the podcast, everyone. Big up to them. Big up to Flymo for sponsoring the podcast. Go check them out now, flymo.com forward slash UK, if you want to check out. I mean, I t- honestly... I cannot believe, and I feel like we should do a whole podcast on on what I experienced. Maybe maybe that's a bit over the top. What? A little bit, okay. But it was, I had such a great time. Went all the way up to, is it Durham? Anything past Ipswich, peeps, I'm lost. Anything, five hours, five, five hours. I know, five hours it took me to get there and back. That's a ten hour trip. That's a ten hour round trip, that is. Could have gone to Barbados. I didn't. Went to Durham. <coughs> and uh, to be fair, I didn't see much of Durham. So I can't really I can't really comment on it. But I did see the Flymo factory. It was like a busman's holiday. Alright? It was a busman's holiday at a lawnmower factory. So cool to see behind the scenes. In fact, is there a pro there's already a programme out how it's made or something, is it called? That shows you a little bit behind the scenes, but actually going in there and seeing how it's done, that like oh, it sounds like it's such an advert, but it's not. But the look, uh, <laughs> I can't say it because it sounds like an advert. But the quality, the quality of the build, that's not funny, is it? It's not an ad. It's not. I'm not trying to. Obviously, I'm gonna say I love Flymo because I love Flymo. Me nan loves him. We all know that now. We all get that. But the quality, the gosh, the quality that goes into building these machines is incredible. Buy one now. Flymo's dock. <laughs> uh, honestly, it was just really great to see behind the scenes of how it's all brought together. And um, you know, maybe we'll do maybe we will do a little podcast, a little bonus podcast at some point uh, about that. But I had such a great time. Thanks to all the team that had me up there and uh we we talked about some exciting stuff coming up. In 2020, and uh, also, can I'm allowed to say? I can, I'm allowed to, now, actually, right, I can't tell you what, right? Can anyone? They asked me this, can, and I've not asked Olive yet. I need to ask Olive. Can anyone remember what my robot was called? My lawnmower robot. It's been packed away for Chris, basically for Christmas. 
Not Nigel, was it? What was it called? Olive come up with a name. I can't remember what its name. Anyway, we're getting a new robot scent. It looks wicked. I, I, think, I think I called it the lawnmower of Pimp My Ride. Like, the robot lawnmower of Pimp... Like, they've pimped it. Not like... No, not like Go Faster Stripes. But it looks wicked. Looks wicked. Some amazing tech in it. We'll talk about it when we receive it. I'm going to miss my old one. What's it? What was it called? We can't do a whole podcast on what was that called. Anyway, I had a great time. Thanks to them, family. Thanks for them for supporting the podcast. It's good to have such, honestly, such quality. Such quality. Oh, yeah, such quality. <laughs> should we get on with this podcast? I think we should. Uh, Lynn Lambon's coming up. Let's hit the intro. And I'll chat to you after that. So excited today to have Lynn Lambert on the podcast. Do you know what? We only met each other a year ago at Ideal Home Show. And if you went to the Ideal Home Show, there was four gardens. You probably didn't notice the other ones because mine was so magnificent. Uh, but Lynn's... <laughs> no ego. No ego here, guys. Mine was so great that you probably didn't notice Lynn's garden. But it was the great moment. It was fantastic garden. Uh, her and Wayne put together this incredible garden... Uh, which was uh, all about grow your own. Really loved it. But Lynn is, what well, was, more into interiors. Like a massive, and still is, still is. Dips a toe in the old gardening. Exteriors um, realm now. I've <laughs> got, got, got away with that. Uh, and big on upcycling. Like what Lynn don't know about upcycling ain't worth knowing, peeps. And a passionate, really passionate on, and I'm reading this straight off the website, inspiring you to live more sustainably in a home that looks fantastic. Uh, sustainability is a big thing. We do get into it a lot. We've very briefly mentioned quite a bit recently about sustainability, plastics, and me and then very often have, and we've got on a phone in coming soon about plastics, uh, uh, some really quite interesting conversations about uh, how we can use plastics, and especially in the garden industry, where you know it's not massive. Well, it's a, it's still whatever. It's plastic. It's a problem, isn't it? It's not probably the biggest problem uh, in the whole world as an industry, but it is in our industry a problem. Uh, so who better have on to talk about this? But Lim Lambert, she's back this year for Ideal Home Show. We're both going to be doing gardens next to each other. I'm so excited to see what she comes up with. And um, and I know she's been. Someone's knocking. At, can you do a knocking on the door? Yeah, okay. Uh, knocking on the door of uh, Ideal Home Show and the Olympia about their plastic waste. So she's doing a thing. She's one of them people, and I, I respect this big time because she's. This annoys me. This annoys me a lot. People on Twitter... Here we go. This is where I'm going to lose some people. So people on Twitter talking about something like, you know, uh, veganism, Pete or no Pete, plastics, tweeting about it and feel like they're doing... That's that's it. They're, they've done their thing there. I've tweeted about it. 
I'm bringing attention to it. You're not doing nothing about it. Big up to Lynn. She says she's doing it. She goes and does it. I really do respect that. And um, and we really get into a lot in this conversation. So I'm not going to carry on chatting away. Let's get on with this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Lynn Lambourne. Cha, 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 cha. The Garden Chit Cha, 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 cha. The Garden Chit Right, anyway, good to have you, good to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Um, so, uh, the reason I want you on mm-hmm. is one, we should have done it when you did the garden when we first met. Yeah, months ago. Months ago. <laughs> Long time ago. Ancient history. Little uh, director's note here, by the way, guys. Went to go and do the interview. The recorder. <clears throat> I didn't didn't have any battery. Um, <laughs> professional. So it was recorded on my phone. So you, you might hear a little. It's worth it. Worth it for the chat. Continue. Also, because everything you do is obviously. Yeah, that. (laughs) But also, like to save the planet, and some things are not like one of the things we disagreed on was the straws thing. Yeah. Because I think Donald's straws are rubbish. Yeah. But the new paper ones. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it later, though. But will you tell like the listeners like what you're all about and how? Well, I'm I'm an interior designer mainly. That's my kind of normal day job, but always with a sustainable angle on that. But I run a campaign, um, kind of a mini movement with children called Warriors on Waste. Actually, it's not just children anymore. Adults have kind of joined it. So it's just trying to eliminate waste. So stopping things go to landfill, reusing things, repurposing things, um, and just trying really to... It initially started saving the ocean. I'm passionate about saving the ocean and um, looking at all the single-use plastic. So that's kind of in a nutshell what it's what I'm about yeah call myself like a frustrated mermaid <laughs> I love swimming I love the ocean and we can't let it continue can we can't keep chucking our trash into it seems like to be one of them things that it's coming more to the forefront now yeah I mean everybody is now super aware of it thanks to David Attenborough uh, two Christmases ago wasn't it but you know when I started banging on about it people were like eye roll and think what are you on you crazy hippie but now it is. Everybody is aware, which is great. Kids are, are the most aware, I think. So do, do you do your workshops like, oh, is it a weekly thing? Is it a monthly? Yeah, thing? I run an after-school workshop on a weekly basis, but then the rest of them are done during the holidays. So okay. um, we do boot camps, so I do a full day, and the kids come out and we just turn trash to treasure and upcycle and chalk paint and learn about the planet and learn about the problems and learn about straws yeah. and, and things like that. We all wear military boiler suits and, um, yeah, we're like a little army saving the planet from waste. Do you think kids care more about that sort of thing now? Is that because they become more of a, in their forefront? Yeah, yeah. They are like little sponges. You talk to them about it and uh, they just want to learn more and they are the ones who go out there and start nagging their parents. So they're the ones who are saying you know, to their mums, Mum, why have you got that coffee cup? Why have you got that plastic bottle? And then the parents are forced to do something about it because they know it's wrong. Yeah. They're just half the time too lazy to change. And the kids nag them. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, they love it. And I think if you give kids anything, if you make it seem cool, if you give them the boiler suit, if you make it seem like a real fun, hip thing to be part of, yeah. then they're totally with you. And they take that on board. And they want to be warriors and waste as well. They want to they want to save the world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, was at, um, I was at a tip the other day. Getting rid of plastic, by the way. Which, well done. By, no, well, you say well done. Oh, I thought you were like, putting it in the recycling. No, well, you think that, wouldn't you? They didn't have a plastic recycling at the tip. I know, right? We had, we had loads of bags of plastic to get rid of. Yeah. They didn't have a plastic recycling. So did it all then have to go into general waste? Yeah. Oh. Mental, so right? my one's got um, plastic in my dish. It's hard plastics, yeah. Strange. Anyway, I was there the other day. Mm. It's the point of the story. It's, uh, <laughs> there is a point. Yeah. But I cannot believe what people get rid of. Like dumping furniture, all this stuff that I could, could see... Used. Yeah, it could be re- instead of just being dumped, mm-hmm. could be reused. I know. I have to literally do some breathing exercises when I go there. I get really agitated because you see people. It's just such a throwaway society. People are like they can't be bothered to take it to the local charity shop. Or they can't be bothered to think about which way you know could put it in a fabric bin. Yeah, which could be, they're not bothered. So just drive it and then just. It's easier just to dump it in one big go. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's ever going to change? I think now there's so many more options. Um, you know, British Heart Foundation will come and collect furniture, so it saves people having to arrange all of that and takes that, that sort of headache away. People can take to Henny's or to Marks and Spencer's their old clothes, and that gets recycled. Much more, you know, much more sort of knowledge is out there of, of these things. So people are starting to change. It's not it's not cool anymore to be no. so flippant with stuff. It's not cool to turn up in your new dress that you got um, like five days ago. Um, People are much more, oh, this is second-hand, I found it in a thrift store, it's the back of my wardrobe, so you know, people's mentalities are changing. Yeah, I remember, um, if my mum listens to this, she'd go mental, but when she first started going out like, of car boots, it used to be like quite an undercover thing, like oh, never yeah. used to, know. now she's proud of it. Like. Oh yeah, thrifting as they call it in the States, but you know, it's such a big thing, yeah. it's just very cool. Um, and I always say to people, it's cool to care. And it is now. It's really hip to say, you know what? I'm not going to bin that. I'm going to reuse it. Or does anybody, anybody else want this? Or to shop secondhand, to furnish your home secondhand. Actually, it's really cool. And it's, there's a real art to it. It's yeah. a bit of a movement. Yeah. It's fun. We've, we've got it, like in the garden industry since Monty Don started yeah. talking about plastic pots and how. Do you love it? Yeah. He's on the podcast. You listen just to started, <laughs> he just started an Instagram account. Is he? You've got podcasts. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, but big, you're on big time now. This is Whoa, this is big. Yeah, yeah, you'll get at least <laughs> four four followers from this. <laughs> but um, he started talking about plastic pots, and we should not be using them. Yeah. And as soon as he started talking about them, you, it, it turned to a big thing, mm-hmm. and everyone rushed into, or the, at least the interest, industry rushed into making these pots that were compostable. Yeah. Uh, you can actually make from old newspaper pots, can't you? Yeah, and you can. Pots, mold them around the wooden but, thing, and then they, they made ones that were not—they were plastic, sort of, but not plastic. Yeah, probably made from cellulose. Recy- yeah, so yeah. They, they the only thing lost. is that there's a lot of. So what what's happened from it? Because it has rushed in, that a lot of um, like recycling plants can't take it because they don't know what to do with it. Oh. So it's not so good. So this is the problem with a lot of things that you know. There's always issues further down the line can we cope with that level of recycling can we get enough of that um, you know product to make our, our packaging from there's all sorts of issues but I mean nothing good ever came easily did it so we've no. just got to slowly work our way through I think through it's going to be like a gradual yeah. thing yeah 
Uh, I know from talk, talking to a lot of bigger companies that they are all trying to change their packaging, but it's finding distribution channels, it's finding products, materials that they can use, so it isn't as easy as just literally pressing a button one day in a board meeting and changing over. It's going to take some time, but I think everybody is on it. Yeah. And, you know, companies can't get away with it anymore with just not not changing or not giving us the more sustainable option because they're just seen as, well, idiots really, aren't they? They're just... People don't want to put their money with companies that don't care. Yeah. I mean, we'll sort of go to the Donald's thing that we yeah. talked about earlier. Yeah. Is, like you said, like, like, I only found this out the other day, that in England we're using these paper straws. Yeah. But elsewhere... No, I mean, I've just come back from America. They've all got plastic straws. So it's basically a PR, PR exercise. Um, yeah, probably. Um, I would say so. So they, they really they care to be worldwide. I mean, the biggest, surely the biggest concentration of McDonald's is in the US. Yeah. And if they haven't bothered to change, but the UK, and the UK, I'm proud to say, I went to the US and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to see such innovation out there. I, and, you know, on Instagram, you're always hearing things about, you know, Malibu's gone plastic free and things. Utter rubbish. Yeah. We are leaps and bounds ahead with our recycling with us, you know, all the sort of sustainable products you get in coffee shops, with the cups, with the wooden spoons, your know, bamboo spoons, we are miles ahead in our thinking than they are out there, which is good. Yeah. But then again, it's not a territory thing issue, is it? It should be a global thing. There should be much more being done. But Yeah, definitely. Like I went to Cyprus last year, and Olive could have as many colourful straws in her drink as she mm-hmm. wanted. There was like 20 stuff there at one yeah. point. Yeah. So... It's, it's heartbreaking and often these countries that we go to are on the shores of beautiful beaches or you know coastal resorts and they have plastic everywhere in the resort it just blows my mind that yeah. you're sitting there looking at this beautiful ocean drinking from a plastic cup in an all-inclusive resort with a plastic straw you know with a plastic stirrer and yeah. then you get your burger in a plastic styrofoam box and it's just like it's madness yeah I, th- I think um, when we met in, when did we meet March time for the first yeah, time I home, yeah. and I think when you were talking I was like oh my here we go. Here's, a, here's another one. Yeah. Right. Here's another crazy hippie. <laughs> and since then, I swear to you, I right, every time I'm not saying it's you because that'll give you a big head. But <laughs> bigger. But every time, every time I like see stuff now, like even like Olive's toys. And she goes to well, she does go to McDonald's. Yeah. But she gets this plastic toy which oh, is just so throwaway. And people are also just like, yeah, it's just it's got a yeah. toy. Don't want it. Just chuck it. It's only for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. We chuck it in the bin. Mm-hmm. And that winds me up now. Like I can't. And I, I drove here into London and saw just bins that have been tipped over on, like you know, the side of the carriageway. Yeah. And just people just like, oh Fly well, tipping, yeah, just no it, whatever. Yeah. It's like party bags. You know, we give, we send our kids off to birthday parties. They come back with a plastic bag full of plastic toot, as I call it, yeah. which they'll never play with. No. Which ends up going in the bin, and it's just. I always think now, um, when I talk to the kids, mainly adults actually on this line, but go back to what your grandmother did, because they didn't have all this stuff, but they still had a perfectly lovely life, and you know, nice birthday parties, and nice presents, and all that, but they just didn't have so much rubbish that ends up in the bin. Things were valued a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Much more grow your own kind of stuff. We weren't as flippant, and I hate hate the sort of way that we're time poor, so we we tend to use these things, you know, plastic wrapping or sandwiches in boxes, when really we could make our own and take them with us. Yeah. And we're paying top dollar for that. We're working extra hard, which means we've got less time. So then we have to less time to make stuff. So we pay top dollar from the money that we've earned working super hard to buy the plastic and buy the packaging. We're bonkers. It's quite a vicious circle, yeah. Really, isn't it? Yeah. We just need to slow down, take a step back, and go back to basics a little bit more.
got Lin Lam Bone on the podcast today. How you doing, Lin? Well, I'm okay, uh, Lin. What we gonna talk about? We're talking about the plastics all about. What we gonna do with all those plastics, Lin? I don't know what we're gonna do with the plastics, Lin. Oh, we probably should not use plastic, Lin. Oh, that sounds like a great idea, Lee. Surely I'm the one that should be coming up with all of the ideas. No, because Lee, I'm fantastic. Oh, yeah. Lynn, I'm fantastic. I'll come up with the ideas. I finish the plastic. Oh, yeah. Plastic, plastic. Oh, we got Lynn Lamborn on the podcast. Talking about the plastic. Oh, yeah. The plastic, 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 plastic. Oh, the plastic, 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 plastic. Do you think plastic's like, a, as a material, good in some senses, oh, but yeah. just terrible I mean, in I'm, the way? Yeah. This is something um, Max and I remember at the Ideal Home Show, we often talked about this. Um, Single-use plastic is what I'm against. You know, some cut my car dashboard's plastic, but that's blooming useful. Yeah. Um, but single-use is what we're talking about, where you just use it once and you bin it. And then people come back to me and they say, oh, well, you know, I've bought my plastic water bottle, but I've used it at least three times my Evian bottle, whatever brand you're using. And I say, well, that's stupid because it is, it's meant to be used once. It's a very low-grade plastic and it starts leaching into the water. So if you refill your plastic water bottle, you're then drinking chemicals that you shouldn't be. So you're not really helping yourself or anything. The best thing to do is not buy it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So get yourself a reusable water bottle. People are like, oh, I never knew that. I just thought it was if I left it in the heat of my car that it had that happened. No. <laughs> so it's about educating people, I guess. At the moment, what's winding me up is like, you know, where they used to say not recycle? Yeah. Now it says, sorry, not recycle yet. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole, that, that is going to be one of my big aims in, to campaign and get better labelling so we know what can be recycled and yeah. what goes and what bin. I, you know, it says sometimes widely recycled. Yeah. What does that mean? No, no, You know, you just haven't a clue which bins go in, whatever. And I think also then it puts the onus back onto the, the manufacturer. So if it is a big brand who's making something which can't be recycled, then they have to pay a tax on that or a premium yeah. on that to help with the situation of recycling it or, or you know, taking it to waste or whatever yeah, to, to make it you know unattractive to make these single use plastic things because at the moment all anything I don't even I'm probably pretty bad in this sense but I don't even read if it's recycled or not if it's plastic it goes into one bag yeah. and sent out but around my mother-in-law's way if the women see something that they know is not recyclable they don't take the bags mm-hmm. which is and it does vary across the UK from wherever you are and which kind of recycling plant you've got as to some black can now be recycled some black plastics whereas they couldn't before it depends yeah. if you've got that facility so tricky, so yeah. difficult to know. And the worry is, if you don't sort it out brilliantly, will it then just end up in landfill because you've made a mistake yeah. without meaning to? You know, it's all that kind of. We just need a blanket recycling rule across the UK, blanket seat, blanket coding on bottles and cartons, so we all know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's very transparent. So if you've got a choice of two products on the shelf at the supermarket, and one is made from recycled plastic and will be recycled, and the other company doesn't care. You'll put your money with the company that cares. Yeah, of course, yeah. So that's one of my aims. What got you into this in, in, in the first place? Just that awful feeling of looking at the beaches and I think I went on holiday and went snorkelling and the coral was not what it... You know, I took my girls and we were under the scene and I'm just like, what's happened? This isn't how it used to be. When I was young, growing up with my dad, yeah. the ocean didn't look like this. 
and that awful kind of fear of like oh my goodness I think we're doing something really really bad here and then everybody started talking about it and just looking around and just thinking okay enough got to do something can't really just leave it to anybody else once I get something in my mind that's it (laughs) watch out Um, so just you know just caring really about the ocean I love the ocean I just want it to stay as beautiful as it it was when I was little for everybody tourism like reflects that quite heavily though doesn't yeah. it yeah. I mean when I went to Australia what I saw and what say I speak to other people that went 10 years before saw mm. is totally different because of that sort of thing yeah, yeah. and plastics as well plastics um, but that's where we, we're now more aware so I first one of the first things I booked on when I went to America was a beach clean. You know, yeah. and I think that's a great thing to do. If everybody goes somewhere hot, pay back that time by travelling there and do a beach clean. Join a whole load. There's so many you can find them on Eventbrite all over the world, and you can make some friends. You go along, you clean the beach, you see the beautiful beaches, and you're doing something good while you're there. Yeah. But it also makes you connect with. It reminds you because often in the mornings at these resorts, they're sending out a task force to clean that beach for you, so you're not really getting a good idea of what's happening. No. Yeah. So you you come home and you just think actually what are they on about you know it's not so bad but you need to take yourself away from that and actually see where it's bad so that when you come home you're kind of all pumped up right I'm gonna make a difference I'm gonna spread the word on this and not let this happen yeah it's hideous out there I mean some of the things I get sent some of the videos I get sent and some of the groups that I'm part of who are reporting stuff I'm just not solar strong so how can that be happening yeah plastic soup yeah, it's not, not nice. good. <laughs> um, when you uh, like, if, if you Google Lynn Lamborn, yeah, you're uh, a home designer. Yeah, interior designer. Interior, yeah. that's a better word for it. Yeah, Lynn Lamborn. Yeah, Love Nelly is my company. Yeah, yeah I saw that when because that's my nine Welsh grandma is um, Nelly. So when I started it up, um, I, a I used some money that she left me to start the business, and B she was literally the most brilliant person she, one minute she'd be painting and the next minute she'd go do you know what I'm going to learn upholstery and then she'd learn upholstery and then she'd say do you know what now I'm going to do you know a house plant do this do that it's just so creative all the time so I just thought oh well I'll, you know, I'd like to call it off to her and so I think that's it. where you get your, your creativity from definitely from her I spent a lot of time with her growing up and uh, she was always making things always doing stuff and we would go on the bus in Cardiff and we'd go from one shop on the bus to another to save 2p you know, she lived like that she was always about you know she was so thrifty yeah. she was always looking she was so super stylish but shop second hand yeah. always in charity shops buying stuff and I think I sort of saw that from her and thought oh, I love that yeah. I'm going to be a bit like that a bit annoying <laughs> nag people a lot and then is this the first year you've took into like gardening side of things yeah so I've always done garden I mean, you know love my gardening love growing things especially houseplants then last year at the Ideal Home, that was my first sort of merge. I'd done room sets which showcased sustainability and, and featuring everything in the room from a skip or from a charity shop or upcycle. And then um, got involved at the Ideal Home with doing the show garden, which showed grow your own, so more sustainable sort of side of of gardening, um, encouraging people not to have to go and buy cucumbers wrapped in plastic from your supermarket. Maybe you could grow your own. Also showing that you can grow stuff in literally anything. Yeah. yeah. So old drawers raised beds, all those sorts of things, old tyres, um, very like you do really, we're kind of on a very similar mindset there. Um, yeah, so, and that was my first sort of bit into gardening. 
and um, now I'm the best cabbage gardener in the whole wide world. Of course. Yeah, so, <laughs> famous um, cabbage. My famous cabbage. Uh, yeah, and I love it. I love dipping. It's really good for your mind to go out and garden every day, I think, and just de-stress, de yeah. grow, and every day it changes, you see things. Annoying things change, like the weeds. Yes. Or like I showed you earlier, my cabbages, which have been eaten literally. You guys got to send that to me. I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> it is just unbelievable. Um, and that's an annoying thing about gardening. Sometimes all your hard work just goes. A caterpillar gets hold of something, or you know, it blows over in the wind or something. But otherwise, it's really therapeutic to be out there, and you're growing your own food. Yeah. Probably will be essential after Brexit. We won't get any vegetables in the country, who knows? And you're saving on plastic packaging at the same time, and it's organic, and you're going to get something tasty and nice. It's win win win. I think um, I ain't spoken to too many of you about this, but the whole packaging, because you went to was it the Waitrose thing? Where yeah, they, the uh, new Waitrose, which opened in Oxford. Yeah, what's that like then? Yeah. Brilliant, because, absolutely brilliant. Because one of the arguments that I've got for that sort of thing is that, that I get it, like plastic's not good to, mm-hmm. to put veg in. But for transport-wise, transporting it from... HB. You know, yeah, exactly. That plastic sort of protects it. If, if it didn't have that on it, then it would be... Yeah, which is what a lot of the supermarkets are coming back to us saying. Um, I'm kind of... I think we need to change our whole eating ethos, really. We seem to be shipping in strawberries from far away when actually, surely the UK is one of the best places to grow strawberries. And I get that we're not going to have them all year round, but maybe we need to eat a little bit more in season. Yeah. And change, you know, is there any need? I mean, avocados, it's gone mad. Everybody eats so many avocados these days, but of course we're having to ship those in from Mexico or wherever. So the price of that avocado on the whole sustainability front is quite heavy. And then, for example, Waitrose, put them not only in a plastic packet, but in plastic cones and cones, you know, several layers. So I think that's a, something we need to adjust and growing our own maybe will help that. But the plastic-free supermarket was a definite win as far as I could see. They did have cones that you could put on top but they were cardboard. Right, so okay. you had the option to take them. They thought through everything. I have to say it was really, really well done. And I, I guess the, there was always going to be some things that get bruised or battered. But how much, you know, if you imagine a box of grapes... How much does it protect if you if you were to put it all in a big tray? The grapes probably survive. They do in market stalls. Yeah. Nobody buys mushed grapes in market stalls That's or from anywhere. Point. So I don't understand why transporting it to a supermarket is any different from transporting no. it from the farm to the market. Do you think it's going to be something that's going to be easily reproduced in other places? Well, they've opened two more now, so they've got plans to open another two in Oxfordshire um, by the end of next month, I think. So it's definitely a win. It was easy to use. They'd really, really... I was I was impressed. I was went there looking for it to be, you know, not great. I was looking yeah. to find fault, and I really couldn't. Um, and I think, yeah, other supermarket chains now will have to do that and provide an alternative. And there are so many of these zero-waste shops popping up everywhere where yeah. you can take and get your fabric conditioner, you get your rice and everything. People want to shop like that now. Yeah, and it's so brilliant. Once you start shopping like that, your bin becomes so less congested. You, you know, your wheelie bin's half empty at the end of the week. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. What happened? But you're just refilling. It's quite nice. Looks cool as well in your larder. <laughs> Glass jars, all so shishi la la with little labels on. That's true. <laughs> so sophisticated. For anyone, so oh, I'm going to help my mummy a little bit as well again. And she's not she's, she's going to be happy about it. She doesn't listen anyway, no. luckily. <laughs> but she does not recycle. Like, everything goes in the back bin bag. Mm. So we're on a, me and my brother on a big, big campaign. I'll probably bleep out her name just so she doesn't 
<laughs> get told off. Mail. Yeah, she'll get people outside <laughs> chanting. Um, but for people like who just do not think at all about plastics or the environment or anything, mm-hmm. what would be the one story that you've heard that would shock them into into caring, into actually caring about it? Well, I think um, there was a whale, it's very famous, it was off Sotra in, uh, I think, Iceland, which came and washed up on the shore and it was full of plastic bags and there's a lot of video footage all over YouTube where they cut it open these plastic bags come out. And if that doesn't scare you into thinking, oh my goodness, so if whales are starting to eat our trash, our rubbish, you know, that is shocking and the, the turtle with the straw up its nose, so that's all hideous. Yeah. Then from a health point of view, you know, when you start realising that actually the fish fingers you eat contain plastic now because the fish are eating plastic yeah, and course, it's a vicious yeah. cycle and cancer is on the increase surely there has to be a connection there with the toxins that are in our environment yeah. because we're putting them in there so if they can't be bothered to recycle then they better be damn sure that you know, that's what they want for the future of their children and their children yeah. then you know fine you give me a good argument for that then I'll listen but I doubt there is one I'm going to send you around. Yeah, get some lamb one. Yeah, Eight mail. <laughs> they won't get away with it. Yeah. In, um, in 2020, what, what have you got planned? What's next? I'm doing a lot of work at the moment with the British Art Foundation. We're trying to reduce the amount of furniture going to landfill. So um, you'll be hearing a bit more about that. Um, I'm doing that. Hopefully we'll get involved more in you know, the Ideal Home Show again. I love that show. Um, and I'm just going to use the year to carry on with my campaigning, my worries and waste, and make sure that everybody knows all the rules about recycling, and um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, life is a journey. Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? One moment it's this, the next moment it's that. But that's, the, that's the great thing about being part of this kind of, this world of sustainability, is that yeah. opportunities come your way all the time. You can't really plan. I just fly by the seat of my pants. Oh, don't worry, I know how that's like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and see what comes my way, but... Um, I'm excited. It's, it's lovely at the moment that everybody is so involved with it. Yeah. There's lots to chat about, um, lots to learn, and yeah, people are really interested. So it's um, it's great. Yeah. If we want to find out, or if my mum wants to read more about you, um, where can we go? You can just Google Lynn Lamb, <laughs> um, or uh, Love Nelly is my interior design website, and then Warriors on Waste, www.warriorsonwaste.co.uk is like an information website of... Um, why we should be caring for the planet, products that you can buy. I don't get any money for it, but just things that I recommend or companies that I work for that I, I know care. Yeah. So I've put them all there for, to make it easy for people. And then there's a little movie on there that I made um, called What Have You Done Today to Save the World? And that just teaches you. And in fact, it's got both of those clips in that I talked about, the whale and the turtle. So watch that and then come back to me and tell me you don't want to recycle. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. You're the garden the garden There you have it, everyone. Oh, oh such a great pop. I really enjoyed that. We got. I feel like I've learned a lot as well. Always learn a lot. Always learn a lot when I sit down with Lynn. Uh, thanks so much, Lynn, for being on the podcast. If you want to find out more about Lynn, then please hit up lynnlamborn.com right now for all upcycling, recycling, sustainability, and all that sort of thing is all on our website. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you, lovely people, your thoughts on today's podcast because it's a big subject, and you know me, I love wading into them. Oh, wait, I... I 
quickly swim back from heavy conversation. But I do like wading into it. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks so much to Flying Over Schmodron the podcast. And uh, basically to you for listening. I said, said that, didn't I? But I'll say it again. Thanks. Uh, look after yourself. Look after your gun. Most of all, look after your famo. Much love. Whoa! Just before we end, I'm gonna do this in a song. Oh yeah, I'm gonna sing this in a little bit of a song. I don't know why, because we haven't done a song for like this for ages. But okay, here we go. Everyone I know, if you're listening this far, if you're listening to the end, well, thanks for listening all the way to the end. But I want to tell you about a little thing I've got going on. I got a new t-shirt. Oh, yeah, I've got a new t-shirt in the shop. I've not only got one t-shirt, I've got two t-shirts in the shop. I've also got a jumper, and hopefully by the time you listen to this, another jumper and a little other t-shirt in the shop. All you gotta do is hit skinnyjinkananana.co.uk forward slash drop. So if you hop onto the t-shirt store on the skinny jingano website right now, all the profits go to me getting into cools in the food and but do what they lost it at the end, but we're bringing it back again. All the profits go into getting me into schools and getting them lots of stuff to get the kids into garden. <laughs> If you hit the shop, how was that? I can outro it now, but basically, skinjigana.co.uk forward slash shop. I'm quite tired after that. Let's get out of here. Dr.